0: Hey everybody, it's Steph and Kate from Cocktails with a Blonde and a Brunette. How are you all doing today? How are you, Kate? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Sun shining. Day 64 of quarantine. Only 64? Can't get much better
1: than this. I feel like we're on day nine. 000. Only 64. <laughs> I feel like it's been so long. Soon enough. Steph and Soon I are recording this so. remotely from each other. So this is going to be a little bit different. Yeah until we can see each other
0: again. Yes, and when we can see each other, we promise our audio, everything will be much better. But until then, just take the news and the education. That's what you're here for, right?
1: And we will do our best to give you some exciting stuff and some informative information and things you can take home with you. And hopefully you'll have questions for us so that uh, when we you know, fill out and add extra to you, our podcast and go off on different legs and branches we can answer your questions for you
0: for sure um so today i think kate and i wanted to talk about um the big m word which is masturbation Um, it's masturbation may and kate is a sex health and relationship coach so we figured we would just start off with something a little i don't know juicier um just to kind of kick it out of the park why not um but we both know when it comes to topics like this people do struggle communicating about it um talking to other people about it feeling normal about it so we're going to give you a little bit of tips and tricks on how to potentially explore that yourself or with your partner or why it's healthy or maybe why we don't do it until we're much older I don't know if you wanted to start that conversation,
1: Kate, being our sex expert. <laughs> we can, I can start this conversation for sure. So, we just wanted to also touch on the fact that a lot, both men and women, feel shame around it. And that's one reason that you don't openly communicate about it with friends or with your partner. But the communication piece is pretty big because we need to be able to talk about masturbating in order to express what we like and what we don't like with our partners. And that's the biggest piece that comes from masturbation is actually knowing what it is that you find pleasurable. And so if you're not able to communicate about it, how are you able to tell somebody what you like and what you don't like? And a lot of times when I'm working with my clients, that's what I find.
0: So I think... Yeah, it's almost like manners kind of born learning how to explore their bodies and feel good about touching their bodies, whereas women, we tend to expect that men are going to touch our bodies and tell us what we like and don't like. So I feel like that's why men are so much more superior in that world than we are. And they have an easier time kind of saying to girls or women, hey, or men, no judgment or whoever you are, whatever you identify as. I just feel like that male gene, when you're raised with it or born with it or whatever, however you want to classify it, trying to keep everyone inclusive, it's okay to touch yourself. It's kind of funny. It's comical. Whereas like when you're a young girl, if you touch yourself or lift your shirt, like, oh, put that down. Oh, don't do that. Like, that's gross. And it's like, we get it, but it's giving you a message very young that you're not supposed to touch your body people shouldn't see you touch your body and if
1: it feels good it's gross Mm -hmm. right am I wrong I think that Mm -hmm. women don't know that they deserve pleasure until like late 20s early 30s they start to think like okay maybe like the sex I'm having is not great and I don't actually know what I like because I've never been taught that pleasure is something that I'm actually born deserving pleasure we're never taught that it's like what you said Steph like you know, keep your legs crossed, make sure that your skirt's down, you know, don't play with your hair even, you know, like always be a good girl. You know, your body is not necessarily your own, your body is your parents and then it is then your partner's and never in there anywhere. But we really taught that we should be exploring our own bodies and touching our own bodies and self pleasuring ourselves to know what it is that we like and want.
0: Yeah, even if you think about it like as a child and like something as simple as like, you know, the gym room or going for a swim with your parents, it's always the older women, like over 40 crowd, who just take it off, they get in the shower, they change. And then every woman, you can almost tell who's like thirty-five and under because they're still like covering their bodies or they haven't had a kid yet. So they haven't had that like, oh, everyone's seen everything yet. Whereas like guys from a young age, they're in the hockey room, they're, you know, walking around, showering, whatever, like it's cool. So there's so many different factors that tell women it's not okay. And then you have to like, look at it from a male's viewpoint. You're trying to be intimate and please somebody who doesn't even know what they want. They're afraid to tell you what they want. So I feel like at some point, that's when men and women have like that sexual gap, that frustration. Because women don't know how to talk about sex, and all men want is sex. So it's like, how do you bridge that middle without it being uncomfortable or awkward?
1: The communication piece is huge. But I don't think you can say all men mm. want is sex. I think that's generalizing a little bit. Maybe stereotyping. Totally. 100%. 100%. But I, I've got some learning to do, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like um, yeah, you going no. to that one. out. You're 100% right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, you're right. You'll be here to stick up for the men when I forget about them. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, men do also have issues with intimacy and sexuality. And I feel like a lot of men use porn um, and masturbation to feel good about themselves and kind of get what they want. And I think if women don't start speaking up and exploring themselves sexually like men do... You do end up with men who don't want to have sex with you anymore. Like, they they almost kind of revert a bit. And they have their own issues with sexuality, of course, as well. So I'm not sure which way you want to go with this, Kate.
1: Well, I think you come back to that communication piece, though, right? Just learning how to talk to each other. Because I think, as much as we're talking about women and how shamed we are or thought that pleasure isn't our own you also look at men who are then expected to be the ones who know what we want when we want it they're also and as much mm-hmm. as we talk about too like men walking around and changers and everything else you still got size shaming you've still got like they're comparing each other mm-hmm. to and then you've got the stories that they make up because you know you had to have slept with so many women to do this this and this so they have their own issues like Both genders have their own issues that we need to break down and help people start communicating about. I think that's where we start. A hundred percent.
0: So how do we start communicating about masturbation with our partners? Because that's a really tricky subject because I know some women will come home, say, from like a sex party or something with their girlfriends. They might have some new stuff they want to try out. And as a man, being told, like, you know, how to please women and this, that, and the other, it's your job, how do men deal with that, with a woman wanting more than just their boyfriend or their husband or their partner or their girlfriend or their spouse? Like, how does a man or a woman deal with that? We're generalizing men and women just because there are men and women issues, but it can really go with
1: whatever you identify as, right? Really, a 100%. And so when you're listening to this, please know that we are coming from both being white, (laughs) privileged, heterosexual humans. And so as much as we try to get first, if there's something that we're not doing right, call us out on it, because we are learning and going about this as we can, and we've had our training, or I've had my LGBTQ plus training, like multiple sessions and stuff, but we still fuck up. Like, that's just the way it is. we try our best
0: yeah we're privileged humans like it's fortunate for us but we're never going to have a level of understanding of what it's like to be a minority I mean we can educate ourselves all we want and we're just letting you know we're trying to be super mindful and super sensitive to it and it may be a little over the top but it's because we don't fall into a category um, where we've had to experience anything like that so if it's a bit too much just forgive us but for some of you you're going to really appreciate that
1: right Kate yeah and have patience and teach us we are more than welcome Uh, we like really yeah we love feedback so tell us give us our feedback so we can learn and do better next time especially for
0: myself because my foot is always
1: ending up in my mouth
0: (laughs) always ending up in my mouth Kate knows I've texted her multiple times that she's a bitch I meant to text somebody else and I actually did it <laughs> twice didn't I the one time and she was like stop texting me Text somebody else that you think I'm a bitch because I don't want to hear again. so um I will put my foot in my mouth a hundred percent Kate will always check me so we're good so anyways back to the topic at hand <laughs> no pun intended so for couples who want to bring stuff in, Kate, would you say that maybe instead of bringing a toy, maybe you just try something like mutual masturbation with your partner? Like, Have you heard of this mutual masturbation? Obviously.
1: Obviously. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, mutual masturbation can be great with or without toys because men have toys too, and so we can bring those in yes, and they bring do. women's toys in. And we can experience in all in all different ways but I think being open to that conversation is where where the the trouble starts right you need to be able to talk to your partner about communicating about masturbation and maybe that's something that's really easy for everybody but yes bringing it into a mutual masturbation is definitely a really easy fun way to start that communication because it's both of you doing it together so there's no shame if you're doing it together well
0: well no and you could also kind of, It would be easier way to, like, get into the discussion. Like, hey, so, like, I spend some time by myself. You spend some time by yourself. It might be kind of hot if we spent some time together so I could see, you know, what you like. Or, you know, maybe you show them a few things. I just – I feel like if it's broached with two people – there's no, you know, colorful things laying on the bed. It can be a little bit easier, but then you also have to know your audience. I mean, if you're, if you're with somebody who tends to be a little bit more out of the box, if you come home with, you know, a friend or something, your partner might be really, really excited. But if you just come home out of the blue after you've been having, you know, missionary sex for two years and you have this <laughs> nice, bright, you know, thing that plugs into the wall your partner might be like, whoa, like what has been going on? What is in your head? There's so many things the same way as like even porn is a form of tool for masturbation. It's, you know, if you just pop it on in the middle of sex, your partner might be like, whoa, like what is going on? It it might rub them the wrong way. Whereas if you were just like, Hey, I watch these videos sometimes. I didn't know. Maybe you just want to like have a glass of wine and watch one with me. Like, tell me what you like about it, what you don't like about it. Like, you almost have to communicate from a place of knowing who you're speaking to, no?
1: I think part of it, too, is curiosity. So if you're going into it with your partner and you're not sure where your partner's at on that level, a really easy way to start conversations with your partner without letting them get, like, their backup or defensive or wonder what's going on is to... Talk to them as if like you're you're creating a story, and I'm sure we'll talk about this many times through other communication pieces. But you can say something along the lines of like, you know, I was telling to myself this story, or I had this fantasy that it'd be like really cool for us to self pleasure together. Maybe we could do it with toys or without. What do you think? And when you come at it with like a fantasy or a story aspect, people, especially people who are like, why the hell would my partner need to masturbate, or why would you know like am I not good enough for them when you come at it from a fantasy or a story place it takes the personalization almost out of it so that they don't have to be defensive they could be like hey that'd be kind of fun like it's an adventure right rather than going at it like I was thinking that we could do this
0: you know like and then their
1: mind starts thinking
0: I can totally see how that would make somebody feel a lot more comfortable than just kind of like hey use this (laughs)
1: Well, And um, then you can, you can fantasies,
0: have... are good, I think. I mm-hmm. think that's how we all kind of get into our partners, right? Like, we fantasize even when we're dating, like, you fantasize about what the first time is going to be like with that person, all these different things, right? So,
1: hundred percent fantasy
0: kind of opens everything,
1: mm-hmm. it's just so no, I, I,
0: I do like that,
1: idea. and it doesn't have to be like a dirty fantasy because sometimes people associate fantasies with dirtiness, but like, I don't. I run a women's group and we do like fantasy Fridays and it's like, what do you fantasize about? It could be a bubble bath, right? Like you could say to your partner, I fantasize that we have a bubble bath together and then we touch ourselves in the bubble bath. You know, it could go, it's something super simple. It doesn't have to touch goes a long way. Well, and I think part of it too is that people find the starting of the conversation difficult. Like in your head, you build it up this huge, huge conversation. When it really doesn't have to be that big, you can start it out with something super simple. Like I fantasize that this Friday, like we do this just for fun and see what your partner reacts at. Is your partner like, no, hell no, or I need to think about that, or yeah, let's do it. Then you know kind of where they're at with the subject.
0: Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to at least take those baby steps to where you eventually want to be, right?
1: Yes. I think so what advice would
0: you give to somebody who has just never done it never been there never thought about it their partner's like you know what's wrong with you you should it's healthy it's normal it's natural it's somebody you know somebody's just kind of being approved to it they don't, they don't see the point in it they think it's gross what like how would you if that was your partner, if that was your friend, if like if I was coming to you and being like, oh my gosh, he wants to do all this stuff, or she wants to do all this stuff, and I'm not comfortable, how would you tell somebody to slowly get comfortable if they were open to it?
1: That's a good question. A lot like 15
0: of that- minutes a day by yourself, lock yourself in a room until it happens, don't <laughs> leave. <laughs>
1: I feel like that's kind of, I've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: kind of yeah. So let's say what can women do or men or whoever to be more confident in that? I mean, there's a lot of factors that come into it. You could be raised by parents who super religious, cultural things, could be shame from their own sexual traumas. So how do you, how do you get somebody out of their head to thinking that this could be okay or just to try it like do you have any recommendations for somebody that's a super loaded
1: question and so that's kind of I
0: know I totally put you on the spot no 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 that's fine it's
1: more about um yeah there's so many different layers because like you said it could be religious it could be shame it could be childhood experiences it could be so many different things and so what I tell people is okay
0: so let's yeah. So let's make it easy. Cause I feel like that's like, we got like six shows in there for you and I'll just like drill questions <laughs> at you. That would be really fun. Um, but so say it's somebody who's just coming to you and they're like, I've never masturbated before. I want to do it a couple times by myself. So I know what I'm doing before, you know, I go into the bedroom with it with my partner. They've asked a few times. I just, I've never done it before because I thought it was weird, but I'm open now like how would you recommend somebody starts would you recommend that they start with a pop or a tool um would you recommend that maybe they just you know read some erotica <laughs> maybe try and get themselves in the mood like it, i know it's varies person to person but what are like a few small ideas that somebody could take to bed tonight and just spend a couple minutes exploring themselves
1: typically what I would tell clients that I'm working with because this has been something that's come up before and I think you could actually generalize it for almost everything that you talk about even so it's just taking time daily if possible Um, you can put on music if you want don't put on music whatever floats your boat because some people like it some people don't Um, get yourself some coconut oil and really just start by massaging yourself and getting to know your body, because then you get to know what the pleasure parts of your body are too. Like some people like their ears touched, some people like their hair places some people like their neck touched, some people hate their neck touched. You know, like it's not just about touching penis and balls and vulva and breasts, right? Like or anus or whatever. It's about touching your entire <laughs> what body. Whatever you're into. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. figure out where the pleasure points are in your body, and so if you think about masturbation as self-pleasure. That's more what I call it. I don't know. I think I grew up with the whole masturbation being like, masturbation's wrong, dirty, whatever, right? So I call it self-pleasure, but that sounds nicer to me. But like, feel your whole body, yeah. feel your legs, your arms, your shoulders, do whatever. Spend five to 10 minutes a day doing that, and eventually you're going to want to actually touch your breasts, touch your penis, touch your vulva, you yeah, know, well, like touch your anus, like whatever, so that you can figure out what it is that you do like. But like, start small. Just start with your arms and your hair and your neck. And
0: That's usually yeah. The I mean, it. they do say the more you use it, the more you want to, right? So that's, that's how you true. get like, those <laughs> sexual depressions, right? You just get used to not having it, and then they, like it's you know, and I mean, who doesn't want a little endorphin boost, you know, every twenty four hours?
1: It not is the worst really thing good for you. you.
0: Yeah. And like, what better time than quarantine to learn about your body, right? And I also think too, like, it's a service to whoever you end up with, whether it's a sexual partner, your husband, your wife, your spouse, anybody that you're going to be intimate with, it's a service to them to know what you like on your body. Like, if two people can go into intimacy, actually knowing what they want, you're going to have a really good time. Whereas, if you're going into this intimacy and you can't, you don't even know what you want to tell them, that's when you kind of just like, you're the woman who's like, oh shit, like, I hope it's quick, you know? Or you're the guy who's like, she's just going to lay on her back again. It's because you've routined it because you don't know what each other likes. And it's like, this worked. So we're just going to keep doing that. But it's like, it worked one time. Maybe it was a fluke. Like, so I feel like, It is a service to yourself and whoever you end up with to learn your body. I mean, you have to figure out your mind. You have to figure out what you want in a partner in terms of, like, your love language, right? Um, Whether it's gifts or affirmations or touch or whatever it is, you have to learn your sex language, too. Like, they kind of go hand in hand. We're naive to think, like, love is enough. Because it's not. You need love. You need trust. You need communication. You need intimacy. And you need non-judgment. And I think that's the hardest part is we all come from different places and different struggles. So we're all going to love and want to be loved differently, just like with intimacy. We're all going to have different ideas of what that is. And if you can't explore it for yourself, how are you going to understand somebody else's intimacy and not judge that? Absolutely. Does that make sense? Because I find as I get older and I hear more, I judge a lot less. Like some of the stuff I hear now at 32. If I heard that at 20, I would have ran for the hills. I'd have been like, You people are crazy. Uh, who does that? But now I'm like, Okay, like whatever, folks, your boat. You know, like we can't judge people how they view sex and intimacy, but we can learn from each other and learn how to have better sex and better intimacy. Yes. Right? Sure. You definitely.
1: So vote with if yourself. people mostly
0: so I feel like we need to give people some tips on the other end because Kate said coconut oil it's a great thing lots of people are allergic to nuts <laughs> so you if you don't have oil. Uh, coconut oil you can use any kind of lube I prefer water-based myself just because health purposes it's better for everybody yeah Um, but yeah I mean if you want to get something you don't have to go into a sex store I remember the first time I went into a sex store I thought I was going to faint. And I hate to admit that I was probably like 28. Like I was married. Like I would not go into a strip club. I would not go into a sex store. I was not going anywhere like that. Cause I was that person. It was like, that is weird. That is strange. Like the stuff that I saw in there, I like, I, I had to try so hard to be like, don't laugh, don't smile. Don't be judgmental because the girl in there, she sees this all day like she's in tune with her sexuality her intimacy and she was helping other people get in tune with it so when I walked in there she could tell that I was new and walked up to me and was trying to like desensitize me you know take me through all the options and I I tell you I think I left with like a pair of underwear and some lids because I was terrified but it opened up my exploration. And then you go on websites. There's places you can order these things. You don't have to do what I did and just gung ho, have a glass of wine at lunch and walk into the sex shop and almost die. You can explore online nowadays. There's Amazon, totally discreet. Nobody will know what's coming to your house. It just comes in a box, just like your day planner and your body lotion. So just grab some stuff off Amazon. Like you don't even have to go to, like the $200 level. Just get some for 10 bucks. Try it out. If you were like, Ooh, that wasn't enough. You know, you can go up a level. Right. So <laughs> actually there's so many ways to experiment with things without anybody even knowing, like you can be 18 and have it come to your mom's house and
1: nobody knows. <laughs> it's true. They all come in brown boxes that are not marked. One of the things I actually tell my clients to do is like, if you are looking to like self-pleasuring together is to actually go on like Pink Cherry or Love Honey. Those are two of the Canadian ones that act- usually have free shipping and great deals. Um, go on there and you can each like pick a toy together and like just going through the website gets you like all excited and like, Oh wow, this could be fun. And this could be fun. And it also gives you an idea to talk to your partner about what they like and what you like. because you Or, Oh, I've never tried something like that. Or let's try something like this. It's super fun.
0: Well, and also something super cool about that is you could just pretend you're looking up like lingerie or something like grab your husband your wife your spouse whoever it could be the man or the woman like hey honey wanted to get okay. something cute or whatever and a cute pair of boxers or something like they have all this cute stuff on all these sites and then instead of going hitting lingerie just hit like most popular items and then when something cool comes up that you want to try or maybe you've already flagged like you know where that toy is that you want to try or those handcuffs or that blindfold and you don't know how to say it, you just scroll and you're like, ooh, that might be interesting. What do you think about that? Oh, like, yeah. There's so many ways to broach the topic. And then if they are like, oh, that's weird, then you know you got some work to do. Maybe send them over to our podcast. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's a great idea, Kate. And then you can kind of trickle things into those products that you may want to try and kind of broach it that way,
1: too. And it's, it's fun, right? Like, and likely, as you're going through it's it, you're going to be getting – kind of excited so you never know where that's going to lead to before you even start doing the self-pleasure thing maybe you'll just have a really hot night looking through the website true enough
0: you never know you never (laughs) know can't say i haven't been there (laughs) so is there anything that you feel like we missed or we didn't talk about obviously there's a million things we talked about that could be a whole discussion within themselves but i think we kind of just wanted to that people know that we have a way to talk about things you don't want to talk about without making you super uncomfortable i think we did a pretty good job of that i don't know what you
1: think i know i think so i think the only thing i would put in and you, you know that i i'm gonna stand up for the men in this sorry guys i know of least. course of course The uh because we're women, we tend to focus on that, but I think it's also equally as important for men to be able to self-pleasure and tell us what you like. Because we, as women, like kind of like think we we think we know what we're doing, but we don't always. Maybe you like it more firm, or you like it gentler, or you like it, your balls-played this, or you don't like your balls-played this. but if you don't tell us, we don't know. So it's the same idea, but we really focus, I think, today on women. So I just wanted to throw that out there for... All you guys who are also listening, because we want to hear your input too. Like we want this to be a place where we can help men. And- it's true, it is true. I think a lot of women just think like you just have to like get
0: on it somehow, like get all of it somehow, <laughs> somewhere, and just like move fast, and things are gonna happen. But that that doesn't always work past you know twenty, twenty two. Like men grow up too, and they have desires that get different also.
1: Um, so it's a
0: very valid point and there are lots of great toys you can use with your partner um, like dual toys those are a little frightening if you've never used one I think but I mean half the women's tools can be used on men too if you know how to do it right so just explore buy a couple things and they don't have to like plug into the wall and stuff no um Make an adventure Kate's got this icicle thing that uh she's recommended to people professionally that you can also find on Amazon
1: well and I think that's because um through all my schooling that I've done and everything a big part is that women get attached to their vibrators and that's great like if you just want a quick one-off orgasm awesome or maybe multiple orgasms whatever it is but it doesn't actually tell you what you like and what you don't like and so if you're not using like your hands or glass dildos or crystal dildos or just dildos, something that doesn't vibrate like crazy. You're never actually learning what you like and how you like to be touched, whether you like it slow or fast or whatever. You're just taking that vibrator, which no man ever can reproduce. Like it's just not possible. So it's very unrealistic. And so I typically tell people to take three, six months off of your vibrator and try it with your hands and your dildo and everything else and at first people are like what the but then when they start trying it and they get into it like your orgasms are a hundred times better and stronger and your sex gets better and your communication with your partner is better so just keep that in mind too vibrators are great but they're not real
0: You make a very valid point. I'm pretty sure I read in, like, a couple biographies of some famous people. I don't know if we're allowed to say famous people's names, so I'm just not going to.
1: Yeah. Um, But
0: she totally had, like, a love affair with her toy for a good year and a half. Like, didn't even want to date men, didn't sleep with men. was just, like, I'm going home from the bar to my girlfriend at home in my (laughs) So it is very valid and true. Um, I mean, you can't expect... A man or a woman to rise to that level, but there's also some pretty crazy toys out there for men that women could say. never replicate or reproduce. No. they feel like that's a whole other topic, but you gotta re- do some research. Like you don't really know what's out there, so you might think you might think that men just just need you, but they don't. They've got some pretty high tech robotic stuff out there too. And I mean, you're in competition also, so maybe time to like put away the plug-in toys and just like start exploring each other again. And I think that's how ultimately we reconnect on all levels with humans, right? Whether it be touch, you know, listening to each other, having a conversation, it yeah, like trying the- to go back to the basics, build a foundation.
1: Yeah. Start with the basics for
0: sure. Well. I- I definitely learned a couple things from you today.
1: (laughs) And I learned stuff from you too. So, and I hope everybody else listening also learned stuff. And we're going to be back next week with another episode. And we're going to keep it a secret for now. But don't worry. Yeah, we're going to keep it a secret. But I mean, if you have any
0: questions about what we talked about, if you want us to go more in depth, if we started talking about something and then tangented tangented that's not even a word and then just like ran over it just let us know um it's our first podcast so we appreciate if you made it this far and again questions comments suggestions to make it better we're totally open absolutely and so yeah have a wonderful rest of your day it's masturbation may hence why we came out with a banger that's right (laughs) So experiment with yourself, your partners, do your thing. And I guess we'll see them next week, Kate. Yes, we will. Until next week.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.